0: BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey.
1: Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a cullabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters,
2: places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental.
1: Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me. Your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City. Where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret.
0: This week, KB Cabaret is pleased to present our special musical guest, Carol Mykoda.
1: Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret.
3: 911, what's your emergency?
4: My arm is numb and it's as limp as a dead fish.
3: When did this happen, sir?
4: First thing this morning.
3: What are you doing when this happened?
4: Nothing. I I was asleep.
3: You woke up with it like that?
4: Yes. And I'm scared. I don't want to lose my arm. Don't
3: worry, sir. You aren't going to lose your arm.
4: How do you know? What if it is dead?
3: It's not dead, sir. Just asleep.
4: But I'm awake. How can my arm still be asleep?
3: Well, it's not really asleep.
4: Then it's dead. It feels like it's dead.
3: I assure you, sir, it's not dead. You just slept wrong.
4: I didn't know there was a right way and a wrong way to sleep.
3: That's not what I meant, sir. You slept on it fuddy and cut off the circulation to your arm, and it became unresponsive.
4: So it's not dead?
3: No, sir, it's not dead.
4: Oh, uh, it's starting to tingle. What does that mean?
3: It means that your arm is starting to wake up.
4: Well, what should I do when it wakes up?
3: Rub its back and give it a drink of water. Really? No, not really.
4: But that might actually help.
3: No, sir, it won't. I was just kidding. Why would you think that it would?
4: Well, because that's what my mother used to do for me when I woke up feeling bad.
3: Sir, is your head tingling too? No. I'm pretty certain it will, so don't panic. Huh? Thank you for calling, and have a nice
5: day.
1: Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music... And a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Atta. Dear Granny Atta, two years ago, I followed
2: my boyfriend to California, found a great job, and we are going to get married in the spring. It's all exciting, and I couldn't be happier. However, I do have apprehensions when it comes to my mother. She is of closed mind when it comes to body art. Over the past few years, I've been tattooed with some beautiful designs. I also have commissioned to have a tattoo artist design a pattern on my arm to match the embroidery on the top of my bridal gown. I haven't seen my mother since I moved to the West Coast. I'm worried about her reaction if I tell her in advance. She may not come to my wedding. How should I deal with the situation?
6: Signed, Inked. Dear Inked, how delightful. Getting married after two years of shagging up with your loved one surely must be a proud achievement in your life. Avoiding to see your mother for those two years, not to mention donning tattoos all over your body, which you call art, makes you a fine representation of a modern young woman. And you call your mother close-minded? Really, dear, your mother expects the same skin you left with, without markings of any kind. Why young women today want to ink themselves up like a sailor is beyond all reasonable understanding. Imagine yourself 40 years from now. Bold eagles will look pretty old and saggy. "'The weight gain you'll surely ensue "'will make even the smallest of objects "'look puffed and porky. "'My suggestion is to save your money "'on inking the matching embroidery. "'I doubt that wedding pattern "'will go with any of your other clothing. "'Then cover up while your mother is in town, dear. "'Wear long sleeves, uh, turtlenecks, and gloves, "'if you have to. "'Maybe after the wedding,' You could cash some of those wedding checks, sweetie, and buy yourself a laser tattoo removal procedure. Then you and your hubby can start out life with a clean slate. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada
4: What? Shh! Be quiet! Grab Butch and get over here! Come on, Butch. Carl needs us. What do you want, Carl?
7: What do you mean, what do I want? We're here to break into this house. That's what I want. Now listen, the lights went off about an hour ago, so they should be sound asleep by now. After I jimmy the window open, Dmitri, you crawl in and then open the front door to let Butch and I in. Butch, as soon as Dmitri lets you in... I want you to stand at the bottom of the stairs and make sure no one wakes up and comes down to see what's going on. And then I want to... Where are the stairs? How do I know? They have to be somewhere on the first floor. Just find them and stand at the bottom.
4: You want me to follow Butch and wait at the bottom of the stairs with him?
7: No. I want you to take this pork chop and give it to the dog. If they have one. Then I want you to go... Is it a big dog or a little dog? How do I know? There might not even be a dog. Besides, what difference does it make?
4: Well, I didn't eat any dinner tonight, and I'm hungry. So I'm thinking, if it's a little dog, I can eat some of the pork chop, and there'd still be enough left for the dog. You know, because if he's little, he probably doesn't eat that much anyways.
7: Okay, smarty pants. And what if it is a big dog? You won't have enough pork chop to keep him calm, and then he'll bite you. You want to get bitten by a dog that might not be there just because he didn't have enough sense to eat dinner tonight?
4: No, that,
7: that would hurt, I think. Don't think. Just do what I tell you. Dimitri, what are you doing? I only took a small bite. Don't worry, Carl. I'll save some. Well, you're the one who's going to get bit. But uh, I guess that's better than your stomach growling and waking everyone up. Hey, you want a bite? No. Save it for the dog, if there is one.
4: Huh. I never would have thought about bringing a pork chop to a burglary to distract a dog that might not even be there. Man, you think of everything.
7: Well, sometimes you just got to know these things.
4: By the way... Where's Butch? I don't know. He was here a minute ago. Hey, there he is. Looking out the window. Hey, Butch! Open the window so we can get in. Butch! What the heck are you doing?
7: Give me your hand and I'll help lift you through the window. You're an idiot! What? You want me to help Dimitri through first? No! I want you to close the window and wait for us to come through the door. But I thought you said you were coming through the window. Just close the window. We'll be right in.
4: That guy never listens.
7: Shut up.
4: You're an idiot, too. Sure you don't want some of this pork chop? It's delicious. I don't believe this. I'll take that as a no. You don't know what you're missing.
7: Oh, trust me. I know exactly what I'm missing. Come on, we got work to do. Okay. First, we're going to... Where the heck is Butch? Why does he keep disappearing like that? Butch, where are you? In the kitchen. What are you doing in the kitchen? I'm going to pet the dog. I told you to wait at the bottom of the stairs just in case. Dog? Yeah, he's so cute. I think he's a Rottweiler. Butch, get in here now.
6: (laughs) Oh, he doesn't sound very happy.
7: Neither do I. Dimitri, maybe now would be a good time to give the dog the pork chop. I can't. Sure you can. Just toss it on the floor in front of him. No, I mean I can't. Dimitri, just toss the damn pork chop. It's gone. I ate it.
5: All right,
2: who's down there?
7: Way to go, Butch.
2: What did I do?
7: If you went to the bottom of the stairs like I told you, we wouldn't be in this mess.
2: I've called the police and they're on the way.
4: Carl, what do we do now?
2: And I have a gun.
8: Run, Run! Yikes, get out of my way. No! Oh dog, just, oh, just bit Yikes.
4: me. Oh, police! You're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say Excuse please? me, sir. Dimitri, no. Don't worry, Carl. I'm not going to say anything about us planning to rob this place or any of the others. I just want to know if they're serving breakfast in the morning. I'm hungry. Shut up, Dimitri, and put your hands up before you
7: get shot.
4: Oh, I hope they have
7: pancakes.
8: Here sits a man who has no home, no food, no job. Only time to sit and stare. Past him walks a man with wingtip suit and tie.
1: I'd like to welcome our musical guest this week, Carol Mykoda. This song, Driven to the Differences, I was listening to the lyrics, and I understand you wrote this because of a contest entry?
5: Driven to the Differences. I wrote for a contest that used to be run by the. The local council of churches had a committee on peace and justice, and they ran a songwriting competition for August 8th, the commemoration of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs, and I submitted that one year.
1: Poignant lyrics, even today. Let's listen to Driven to the Differences by Carol Maikota.
8: Here sits a man who has no home, no food, no job Only time to sit and stare Past him walks a man with wingtip suit and tie Who doesn't have an hour to spare Both have hopes and fears They will never share What could he say to him? Neither one can trust They don't know they must What could he do for him? Why are we driven to the differences? why are we driven to the differences why are we driven to the differences god loves us all the same in a grocery store a woman waits in line filled with caution and with Fear. Just in front of her, a tall man with dark skin She's careful not to stand too near Both stepped in for bread, their sons are home in bed But she doesn't dare say hi Surely smile, talk to pass the while, but he doesn't dare say hi. Why are we driven to the differences? Why are we driven to the differences? Why are we driven to the differences? God loves us all the same. Refugees line up for clothes or food or beds. Their eyes are dulled with fear and pain. The pilots drop their bombs from high up in the air. They're made to spread their hate like rain. Muslim, Christian, Jew, Buddhist or Hindu, man, woman, young or old. Ancient fights rage on, to right an ancient wrong, until the earth is dead and cold. Why are we driven to the differences? Why are we driven to the differences? All the same God loves us all the same
0: And now KB Cabaret presents The Perils of Paul
4: I need your help. Get in the car.
9: It's 3 a.m. You realize I was sleeping.
4: I know, but this is an emergency.
9: What happened?
4: I lost my shoes. What? I lost both my dance shoes. I know it's crazy, but I need to find them.
9: It's 3 in the morning.
4: By breakfast, they will be gone. Betty bought them for me on her 35th anniversary. You know how priceless those Puma dance shoes are to me?
9: Where do you think you lost them?
4: Out on the highway. Really? Really?
0: Yes. How in the world?
4: They were on top of the car.
9: The car. I'm afraid to ask. How did they get up on the roof of the car?
4: Well, I put them there when I get my keys.
9: But you knew they were there.
4: I got stunned.
9: Stunned? What do you mean, stunned?
4: Well, it was my wife's costume.
9: Betty? She's the most harmless person I know.
4: I know, but her Halloween costume, well, it was scary. What does this have to do with your kumas? I don't like to wear them on the street, so I laced them together and I carried them in my hand. Yeah? Well, I put the shoes on top of the car to get my keys when Betty comes out of the house.
0: And?
4: And she comes out in the most realistic zombie costume I've ever seen.
9: And you were stunned?
4: Yes. How many times do I have to say it? Yes, man. Yes. I was stunned by Betty in her zombie costume. And will you help me find the darn shoes?
9: Okay. Okay. Let me put on something more covert than my pajamas.
4: Thanks, Davis, for doing this.
9: Wish it were lighter outside. It's hard to see at this time of night.
4: Well, there's no choice. Just keep your eyes peeled.
9: Say, what are you wearing, Paul?
4: Well, isn't it obvious?
9: Well, no. It's all black, from lace neck shirt to pants to socks.
4: I'm a flamenco dancer.
9: Really? I guess if you've seen one, you've seen a thousand.
4: Okay, enough with the sarcasm. Are you looking for the shoes or not?
9: Tell me, Paul. How did Betty not notice your bare feet? The socks. No, I mean, wasn't she a bit curious about the lack of dance shoes
4: in October? I don't know. I must have been convincing with black socks. Just keep your eyes peeled on the road. Yes,
9: geez, keep your cumberbund on. Whoa,
8: well, hey, hold on. What's that? What? Stop.
4: Back up! I think I saw
9: something reflecting by the side of the road.
8: I can't believe it! Woohoo!
4: Oh, oh! I think yes, that's my shoe. Careful, Paul. You're all in black, so no one can see you. Shine the lights in this direction. Well? Yes. I have one shoe. One shoe. Where's the other one? I don't know. I, I guess the other one untied from this one. It has to be around here some. Wait, Davis. Shine the light over here. I just kicked something. Okay. Well? I think. I think. Yes! The other half! Woo-hoo-hoo. We found, found it! it. Alright! Found it! Yay! <laughs> hey. Paul? Oh no.
1: Paul, what are you and Davis doing?
0: Oh, hi, Betty.
1: Hi, Davis. Well, Paul?
4: How'd you know we were here?
1: I've been married to you for 40 years, that's how. I don't even want to know why you're on the highway at 4.30 in the morning. Come, boys, let's go home.
4: Yes, dear.
1: And, Paul, put your shoes back on your feet where they belong. Black
9: socks, my fucking
4: Angry with me, Betty?
1: No, Paul, I'm not angry.
4: Love you, Betty.
1: Love you, too. I'll see you back at the house.
4: Davis, get in the car.
0: You're a wuss. You
4: know that, Paul? Not denying it, Davis. Not denying it.
0: B Cabaret presents A Short Tall Tale by John Montgomery. Hey, Sally. Great
9: job at the show tonight. You were really funny.
2: Oh, thanks, Sherman. You were funny, too. The audience loved it. How
9: about we go out for a drink and celebrate?
2: No, I don't think that's a good idea. Why not?
9: You seeing somebody?
2: No, I just don't think you and I would be Compatible?
9: Compatible? What are you talking about? We're both funny comedians. How much more compatible can we get?
2: Well, you know, you and I are just... different.
9: Different? You mean because you have a Ph.D. and I got kicked out of high school?
2: No, I I don't care about that.
9: Is it because you're a Republican and I do that routine about Sarah Palin and the Alaskan salami?
2: I really hate that routine, Sherman. It's not funny. But what if I change
9: it to Hillary Clinton and the pepperoni from Arkansas?
2: It's got nothing to do with the comedy routines.
9: Uh Uh-oh. You found out about the declawed gerbils, didn't you? What declawed gerbils? Never mind. Well, what's the problem? Why don't you want to go out with me?
2: Okay. I really didn't want to say this, but just look at us. I'm a foot taller than you.
0: Taller?
9: Are you sure? Let's line up back to back. Don't slouch now. See? Um, I I think it's the shoes you're wearing.
2: Get real, Sherman. I'm tall. You're short. It's as plain as the nose on my face.
9: Wait, I can't see your
2: nose. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Janet Jackson, and you're Jermaine Dupree. I'm Nicole Kidman, and you're Tom Cruise. I'm Katie Holmes, and you're Tom Cruise. Well, those couples
9: did it. Why can't we?
2: They all broke up.
9: Come on. These things are much more common these days.
2: People will laugh at us. We're comedians. They're supposed to laugh at us. Yeah, when we're on stage. Not when we're walking down the street. We'll look undignified. Undignified?
9: What, are we going to church?
2: Couples should look dignified.
9: We can be dignified. Dignity comes from respect and friendship and love. Let's give it a try.
2: Really? We can be dignified?
9: Of course! We can be as dignified as anybody else.
2: Okay, but ALWAYS dignified. It's important to me.
9: Always dignified. Let's have a dignified hug. (laughs)
2: Let
0: me go! I can't
9: breathe! that wasn't dignified at all. I'm out of here.
2: Where are you going? To get a drink. Top shelf! You can't reach the
1: top shelf. Oh, can you believe it, Joe? Our little boy is old enough to have his own phone now.
9: Yeah, and we still have a basement full of Nerf guns and Legos.
1: (laughs) Oh, where has the time gone?
9: Did you talk to Evan about using his new phone responsibly?
1: Oh, yes. I even put a new app on his phone that will help with that. What new app? It's called Follow That Phone. I have it on my phone, too. Now I can see the location of his phone at all times. It's such a great way for me to know where he is. Julie, isn't that sort of like spying? Oh, yes. That's exactly what it is. If he's going to have adult things like a phone, he's going to have to act like an adult. That will start with him following all the rules we have put in place for him. And this is a great way to make sure he does. Now, how does this app work? Here. Look at my phone. All I do is start to follow that phone app, and it gives me a Google map with a picture of Evan's phone right in the middle of it. He's in the park right now. Wow! That's amazing! Right? And look, he's moving. Incredible! Where's he going? Well, I told him he could go to Louis' house, but that Sarah's house was off-limits because there's no adult at home there on Saturday nights. Let's watch and see if he follows the rules. Come on, Evan. I know you can do it, boy. Show us we can trust you. He's coming up to the corner of Lansing and Middlebury. If he turns right, he's going to Louis's house, and all is well. And if he turns left, he's going to Sarah's house, and he's lost our trust. Evan,
7: go right, right, right. Oh, look, he's
1: turned right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Oh, what a great kid. He did the right thing. The torch has been passed to a new generation.
9: That's my boy. I knew he could do it. I'm
1: so proud. What great parents we are. (laughs) Yep,
9: we did good. Well, I'll see you later, Julie. I'm off to Harry's house for the poker game.
1: Wait, Joe. One thing before you go. Yes, my love. Let's put the Follow the Phone app on your phone. What? Yeah, that way if you lose your phone, or if it gets stolen, we can find it by using the Find That Phone app on my phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um,
9: you'll be able to see where I am all the time. You'll be able to follow my path everywhere I go, just like we did with Evan.
1: Well, yes, I could do that, but I won't. And why wouldn't you want me to know where you are anyway? You have some secret hiding place you haven't told me about? (laughs) Of course
9: not. I, I just feel
1: like you don't trust me now. Don't be ridiculous. I just want all of us in the family to feel safe and secure at all times. Come here. I'll install the app on your phone. It'll only take a minute.
9: Okay, but hurry up. I have to get to Harry's. They're probably all waiting for me before they start the game.
1: There you go. All set up.
9: Thanks. I guess. You'll
1: be thankful someday when you lose that phone. Bye, Joe. Have a good time at Harry's.
9: Yeah, see ya. Oh, man, I'm in trouble. Hello? Hi, baby.
2: Joe, where have you been? I thought you were coming over. You're half an hour late.
9: Sorry, Brenda. Look, there's been a change in plans. I can't come over right now. We'll have to meet at Harry's house.
2: Harry's house? Why would you want to meet there? Are we going to play poker or something? That's not what I have in mind for when we get together.
9: I'll explain later. Just meet me at Harry's and we'll have to do the best we can.
2: Okay. But this better be good. I don't like it at all.
9: Oh, and Brenda, one more thing.
6: What?
1: There's a new app I want to put on your phone. Carol Mykota, what a pleasure to hear your beautiful voice here on our show. You used to be part of Milk and Honey. Hope Post was your partner in this 1990s group. Tell me a little bit of how the two of you met.
5: I sang on stage in a couple of productions with the Windsor United Methodist Church, and there I met Hope Post. We were both in a production of Godspell. And I got to sing that marvelous torch song, Turn Back, Oh Man. You
1: played Sophie.
5: It was a gorgeous. Oh, I loved doing it. I, I, it was my first attempt at belting a song, but I didn't know much about it then. Anyway, Hope and I met and realized we'd like to sing together. And our our voices, and um, you you would hear it if I, I had you uh, listen to the recordings, blended very nicely. So we did um, any songs we felt like, actually. Broadway, mostly folk music, um, and then I started to write, and we did some of those and we We played together over the course of twenty years we We sang and played together quite a bit T- for ten years, quite actively in the local schools and churches
1: and now you have a folk band and what a pleasure this is to understand that this is your first solo here on KB Cabaret. What an honor.
5: Wow. This is the first solo recording. this is ladies
1: and gentlemen, we have the first solo <laughs> recording right here, the, here the, the
5: songs that father my he- father, I heard you calling and um, the gift uh-huh. I wrote after my dad died. I had written the gift as a sonnet while he was still alive, wow. and then I altered that. Wow.
1: Let's listen to this beautiful song, "The Gift.
8: You plant them there for me, those giant spruce that line the path out back. How did you know that they would sing such soothing lullabies? see until we're grown up too oh, i weep to think that you are gone and yet your trees are here they touch the moon at ten o'clock just needled sticks With roots and years of growth. You planted them when you were young. Could you see how tall they'd be? A parent's love is hard to see. Crash through their bowels. I fall asleep.
1: do babies come from where do babies come from that was the epic question our teacher mrs zuckerman posed to our first grade class i guess it wasn't as epic as the question what did you do on your summer vacation but it sure must be a close second i knew the answer to this one apparently everyone else did because we all had our hands raised in the air No, now, hold all your answers. I want you to draw where babies come from. Draw? Perfect. I had number one crayon skills. Nice white sheet of drawing paper and a 20-box coloring set. I was in my element. Ribbon red, yellow stone yellow, (laughs) bravado black. My masterpiece was coming together nicely. I looked to the left and eyed Bobby Bordeaux's drawing. Average red brick building, big woman in bed. On my right, A.B. White was drawing a tall bird. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) Amateurs. Oh, now that's interesting, Bree. Why don't you show your picture to the class? You rock, Mrs. Zuckerman, I thought to myself. Obviously, the woman is an art aficionado. (laughs) So I showed everyone my drawing. Everyone burst out laughing. What's that supposed to be? Said Amy. A grocery store? Yeah, why is there a baby next to the cash register? Ignorant fools. (laughs) So when Mother picked me up from school, I refused to eat my cinnamon apple. She was concerned. What's wrong, hon? Mom, why did you lie to me? What? Where do babies come from? I told you, from Floyd's Baby Mart. All the kids laughed at me when I said that. They said kids come from hospitals and big birds called storks. Well, maybe, but you're special. You came from Floyd's. You see, your father and I were told Floyd's was the best place to find the perfect baby. For years, we looked high and low for a beautiful little girl and couldn't find any, no matter how hard we tried. Storks do not carry special stock, and hospitals do not carry the better brand names. Our only hope was Floyd's. So because we wanted the best, and the best is expensive, we withdrew all our money from the bank. Cash and bags, we browsed through every part of the baby mart. We looked in every crib, up and down the aisle, went up to each floor and spent four and a half hours searching, searching everywhere, but nothing special. No special little girl. We were never more depressed and were ready to quit. Just as we were about to leave, Floyd himself stopped us. Wait, he shouted. "'There's one more! "'One more? "'One more? "'One more little girl, "'but she's very, very expensive. "'That's why we never showed you.' "'But after much persuasion, "'he took us down a hidden passageway "'and opened a heavy door, "'and there, there in the room "'was a single crib. "'And we knew, we knew "'this little girl had to be ours. "'We assured him we had enough money.' So he packaged you up, placed you on the counter, and started counting the cash. One, two, three, and on and on, until we were exhausted. We didn't have enough money. There had to be more. Somewhere there had to be more. What about the piggy bank in the back of the bedroom closet? Daddy suggested. Yes, yes, that was it. So, while I stayed with you by the cash register, Daddy ran home as fast as he could, and in ten minutes he came back with the piggy bank. I couldn't wait any longer. I smashed the bank on the floor, and the coins poured out. We had enough. We had enough. From that day on, we had the prettiest, best, most exquisite baby in the land. You see, hon... I didn't lie to you. How would any of the other children know about such a place? Mom was right. Only I could know that secret. I was satisfied for at least a few more years. After all, if you can't trust your parents for the truth, who can you trust? And now, Father, I heard you crying.
8: Father, I heard you calling to bring the horses home Up from the little woods below Your black boots were flapping as you strode out to the barn I wish that you could call those horses again But time passes, the river keeps flowing up You never step in the same water twice world changes no matter what we do so let go of the past and take the challenge on Mother I dreamt you rocked me until I fell asleep you stroked me with your hands so soft and warm you tucked me in so gently and kissed me on the cheek I wish that I could be that child again Time passes, the river keeps flowing on You never stop in the same water twice The world changes no matter what we do So let go of the past and take the challenge on Brother, I saw us running out to the fields to play We were supergirl and superboy We built ourselves a castle down at the old stone wall. I wish that we could run and play again. I saw some friends from high school, we didn't look the same. We talked about our children, about the mortgage game. We feel like we are still 18, don't want to act our age, but we must learn Face the facts, turn another page Sons, I see you growing before my very eyes Babies, toddlers, little boys, then grow If you are growing older, then I grow older too I wish you knew what I am learning today That time passes, the river keeps flowing on you never step in the same water twice The world changes no matter what we do So let go of the past and take the challenge on Father, I heard you come
9: Do you have a minute?
1: Sure, what's up?
9: It's that new man Mr. Feldman just hired.
1: The one with the glasses and the overbite?
9: Yeah, that's the one. He's driving me bonkers.
1: Bonkers? Why?
9: He's an overachiever. So? Well, he's making me look bad.
1: I don't understand.
9: You know how Mr. Feldman wanted the Cheever's report last month? Yeah. Well, the new hire gave it to him yesterday.
1: The report?
9: I know. I was gonna give Mr. Feldman the Cheever's report next Thursday.
1: Wow.
9: And the coffee's always
1: fresh. Seriously?
9: Seriously. The new intern makes fresh coffee every hour. No. Yeah. What am I going to do?
4: Does this happen to you? Have an ambitious co-worker in your office? Always manages to come up with the work and show you up? Can't come in late? Call in sick or leave early? Well, we have a solution for you. Slow me down. Pump spray. Camouflage as an air freshener. Simply spray around the ambitious hire, then sit back and watch.
0: New hire! Do you have that report I asked for? <sighs> yes, sir. It'll be on your desk shortly.
4: Translation, your report will be on your desk in a month. Maybe.
0: New hire! Did you just walk in? The shift started 25 minutes ago. Oh, uh... Oh, uh, no sir, I was just, uh, making copies of the report in the copy room. Translation?
4: Yep, you caught me, but... Nah, nah, na na nah. nah,
0: nah. Oh, this coffee is awful. <laughs> Funny, I, I just made it fresh for you. This, this must just be a new brand. Translation?
4: Suck it up, boss. Yes, slow him down with faux air freshener, slow him down spray. Then sit back... Be yourself and keep your job intact. The
1: Outsourced Doctor. Good morning, Mayfield Medical Clinic.
9: Yeah, this is Marty Murphy. Can I speak to Dr. Parker?
1: I'm sorry, sir. Dr. Parker's job has been outsourced. What? You've been assigned Dr. Baharat Vindaloo in Bangalore, India. Hold on.
4: I'll connect you, sir. Wait. I don't
9: want a new doc.
4: Oh, good morning. Mrs. Murphy, I am Dr. Vindaloo, your new doctor, and I am so happy to be here. You are my first patient.
9: Didn't they tell you I don't want a new doc? I am
4: so excited. I am the first one in my family not to go to the family business.
9: Family business?
4: High-tech helpline. Now, what can I do for you today?
9: Well... I need a doctor's signature on this form for my life insurance. I'll just email it to you and then we'll be all set.
4: Oh, no problem. Let me look at your chart. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, Mr. Murphy, I see some blood pressure and cholesterol numbers that are way too high.
9: I feel fine. Now, if you could just sign that form, I can get my life insurance and you can get back to the high-tech helpline.
4: Mm, You've been eating the sacred cow, haven't you? Well, yeah, but it's not sacred to me. Well, you should be eating your fruits and vegetables. My what? Fruits and vegetables. I'll sign your form after you begin a new diet. With exercise, medication, relaxation techniques, nutrition education, and stress relief.
9: No, you don't understand. All I need is your... Then
4: cut off all tobacco and alcohol. And no more sacred cow.
9: Now my blood pressure's way too high. I don't need any of that stuff. All I need is your signature. And once I get it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a big steak dinner with macaroni and cheese topped with butter and bacon followed by chocolate chip ice cream mud pie. The whole pie! And no fruits and vegetables. Then I'll have a cigar and brandy. How do you like that, you medical terrorist?
4: I want you to send me a picture of you performing your first exercise. What exercise? First Put any like that glove.
1: We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy.
0: KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals.
2: What's wrong, Ma? Should I call 911?
1: No, not that kind of help. I'm trying to figure out this computer. What do you mean? It means I need help.
2: Okay, do you want me to come over?
1: What do you think?
2: Okay, okay, I'll come over.
1: You don't have to. After all, I'm only your mother.
2: I said I'll come.
1: You're saying like it's a chore.
2: It's not a chore, Mother. I just have a few more things to finish up here.
1: If it's a bother, don't bother. Although, if you ever need anything, you know you could rely on me. I would drop everything for you. That's unconditional love.
2: Did I say I didn't love you? Jeez, I said I'll be right over.
1: Well, okay. If you really want to. Oh, you're here. That was fast.
2: Yes, well, um, so where is it? What? The computer. Would you like some coffee? No, Mom. I I have to get back to work. Work? You were home. I know, but I was correcting student papers when you called.
1: Oh, I knew I was bothering you.
2: It's okay. Just show me the problem with the computer. Go home. Mom, it's okay. I needed a break. Well... Mom. Okay. Here it is. What's wrong with it? I can't turn it on. It already is on. Where? All I see are small pictures. Those are icons. You want the Internet, right? I want the New York Times. Well, then first you need to get to the Internet. Press that color wheel symbol. What? Why? Because that opens the Internet. How do you know that? Because I do. How would I know that? Because I told you, and hopefully you'll remember.
1: Write it down. Write what down? What I just told you. Okay. Press colored wheel to read the newspaper. Now what? Now do it. Press. Okay.
2: A little harder. Not so hard. No, just once. Just once. Let me do it.
1: No! I want to. Get away from there.
2: A little harder. Not that hard. Ma, you don't have to click it that many times. Okay, you're you're in. How did I do that? You
1: clicked. Clicked what? The icon. What's an icon? The colored wheel. Let me write it down. You did, Ma. Where? There. Oh. Now what?
2: Right in New York Times. Where? Up in the address bar.
1: Where is it?
2: Up there. Use the arrow. Where is it? What? The arrow. Right there. I enlarged it for you. Let me...
1: No! I want to do it.
2: Ow! You didn't have to pinch my hand.
1: You were going to do it.
2: Okay, fine. What do I do? Write in New York Times. Click there. Click there. Oh, oh. Click. Uh, Okay, right. Okay. Press enter. Where? There.
1: Nothing is happening.
2: That's because you are pressing the shift button, Ma. Oh. There, you have it. The New York Times. Now what? They're little paragraphs. You have to click on the title you want. Scroll up or down to read the titles. Scroll? Yes, on the right side. Just click on the bar here and go up or down. There, see? How are you doing that? Like this, Mom. No! I want to do it! Okay, just... No. Yes, now pull up or push down. Uh, where did the headline go? Just wait for the article to load. Load? Yes. see? There it is. Now you can read the article. That's not the article I wanted. Then go back with this arrow. See? Press on that arrow just once. Mom, you're back on your screen page again. You clicked too many times. I can't do this. It's too hard. Mom, it's intuitive. Just read the directions. Ah! What's that? Just a pop-up, telling you there's an update on the program. Just X out. Where's the X? On the left. The red box with the X inside. Oh. It got smaller. That's because you pressed the little TV box. That just makes the image smaller.
1: I'll never get this. I'm beginning to feel the same way. What?
2: You will, you will. Look, Ma, play around with it. Or not. I have to go. I really do have papers to correct.
1: Okay, okay. I know, I know. You have things to do. Ma, do your rest. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. Carol, I want to thank you so much for being on our show. The last song we're going to hear before the show ends is called Did Not, Did Too, a song that was inspired by the road trips that you took with your family.
5: We had so much fun with audience participation songs that I said, well, I've got to do one where the audience has to sing. So I thought of trips to... From Binghamton to Erie, Pennsylvania, before Route 17 was a Mm -hmm. four-lane, now an interstate, and how long the trip took and how far back in the station wagon my brother and I were when we were pinching.
1: Now, I have to say this is my favorite of all because you begged us. You begged Charles Berman, my sound engineer and actor extraordinaire, and myself to sing with you. All right, you did not beg us, but we sang with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, our premier performance and premier performance for Carol did not, did you.
8: What's going on in the backseat? It's much too loud back there. He hit me. She pinched me. He put bubblegum in my hair. Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Yeah, I know you ought to love your brother. You know you ought to treat him right. But somehow, sooner or later, you end up having a fight. You miss him when he's not around. You count him as a friend. But somehow, though, you try real hard. You fight him in the end. Did not, did, did two. did not, did two. Who ate the chocolate chip cookies, the ones for tomorrow's bake sale? Well he did, no she did, and she left a bunch of crumbs for a trail. Did not, did two. did not, did two. You know you ought to love your sister. You know you ought to treat her right. But somehow, sooner or later, you end up having a fight. You miss her when she's not around. You count her as a friend. But somehow, though, you try real hard. You fight her in the end. Did, did not. Did too. Did, did not. Did too. One you asleep you should have been an hour ago well he made a noise no she made a noise and she pulled on my little big toe did not did too <laughs> did not did too yeah i know you ought to love your brother you know you ought to treat him right but somehow sooner or later you end up having a fight you like to mess around with him to guard him from all harm but somehow it's just so tempting to punch him in
1: That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega, My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We'd love to have you and share our Parlor City. Come back again now to KB Cabaret!